0: found us more podcast
1: where we want you to know god more deeply find lasting freedom discover your destiny and make an eternal difference now Uh, did you notice know my voice changed on that? I you know gonna what? Say.
2: I'm going to tell you. My, I was sitting with a couple of people. And we were listening to the podcast from the last week. And yeah. when that one came on, yeah. their eyes perked up like, that's cool. So thank you for using that as yeah. the intro yeah. today. is it's, our
1: British person?
2: I don't, I don't know. Carson Brit-
1: turned me on to these AIs that <laughs> read stuff for you. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like, you yeah, type man. in anything you want. Yeah. And they'll repeat it back to you. And actually, you can change how they inflect things. Uh-huh. Like, you can make them sound like oh, they're really man. into you, Very sad all this stuff i'm like that is so cool you know i have that on my my map feature on my
2: phone so yeah. i changed it out and so i have a like an australian guy giving me directions on yeah. how to go. and it seems like he's just really good at his job because he's from another yeah, country
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> he must be smart yet. yeah yeah well you know there's a there's
1: a ted talk out there about how the british uh inflection mm-hmm. if if somebody will do something in a british inflection that you automatically think yes. it's better yeah it doesn't matter if they're this sm- not the smartest person in the room yeah. well yeah. there's only one yeah.
2: little aspect that shows that they're really not smarter than we are it's because they just say i'm going to hospital yeah i know <laughs> 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 are you <laughs> are you three can you it's say the, the hospital. But yeah
1: <laughs> Well, you've heard voices already on our podcast. Uh, You have been looking for more to make your week better. Well, you found it. Uh, And so this week I have our church's life coach and our own personal Dr. Phil Guru, Pastor Gary, in the seat today. Hey, welcome back. Hey, good to have you. Uh, Also hosting with us this week, the former front man of a band you've never heard of, but could have been the next lead singer of Casting Crowns, Pastor Ted. (laughs) Welcome. Glad to have you here, bud. Do
2: you know that Pastor Ted, when he gave me his resume, he gave me a YouTube video of him doing a music festival oh really yeah it was really good yeah i and mean he's, it was. He's it, got a good he was he did a really good job and all four
1: people in the crowd were really into <laughs> it. You know, he's got a great voice he's got a great voice um, and then we also have in studio a young moisture farmer from Tatooine with high hopes of being an X-Wing fighter pilot, Pastor Alex Norton. There he is. How you doing, guys? Good. Hey, you were
0: really excited about that. I you? was. When I wrote that, I'm
1: like, finally, I get to say it. So <laughs> many Star Wars, Wars references. Well, you know, I think it's funny because people have told me that I've had a major effect on Pastor Gary because he is quoting Yoda right? from uh-huh. the pulpit, yeah. and yep. he is saying things from Star Wars, and I'm like... Somebody had to do it, yeah. Spread and remember, you know, Tanner, Tanner Tanner was, was a big Star Wars Star Wars, big Star Wars fan okay. from the time he was a little little guy.
2: Um, I probably told this story before, but um, he put together a trip that we took to Indianapolis down to Celebration Three. He yeah. put the whole thing together, and uh, you know, wow. I just like all right, so I just drove him, and we went down to. Ninety thousand people at this. Oh my event. gosh! Yeah, I what think it so was ninety thousand people. Like
0: Comic Con thing. Or yeah. Something? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it was really? all
2: just Star Wars Celebration three. <laughs> it was yeah. in. We were there for three days. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. that would be my dream. Okay, you, I, I'll tell you more stories about other time. <laughs> well, you know, I think your that, dream uh,
0: is some people's <laughs> nightmare. I know, I
2: know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh I was uh, t- t- talking to some people that went to Disney and they saw the Star Wars thing that's there in florida then like pastor alex we the whole time we were there thinking about you <laughs> and then the Bucci's went and they said you know what you're gonna have to bring a small fortune because that place is expensive oh yeah and so they brought me back i don't know if you'd even know what i'm talking about but it's called a uh, thermal detonator they used in return of the jedi yeah and they brought me back it's a coca-cola uh drink thing it's a bottle of coke huh. as a detonator and uh es tells me he's like you don't even want to know how much that was I'm like, no, just like give me an idea. This is a 650 for that bottle of Coke. <laughs> and it's just a little tiny 12-ounce thing. I'm like, okay, I get you. I get yeah, it. I get can, it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to have to be. That's like, one of my
2: favorite sounds is yeah. that thermal detonation when it goes off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to really
1: save up for that trip. I mean, oh, my gosh. I. Am. It was a really awesome sound. Yeah. Which, of course, in space there is no sound, but it was really great. You know. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, That's it's right. Star Wars Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just did, love it.
0: Did you start the new. What is it? Isn't the Mandalorian. It, yeah. The oh my gosh! Out. Yeah. Is it good?
1: Yeah. And you the know kid what?
0: Went, Let me watch it.
1: I have found so many people that have come out of the closet now about the Mandalorian. They're like, "Well, Pastor Alex, you know, I watch it too," and I'm like, "Hey, that's great. That's Who great. Let's talk watch about
0: it. Star Wars." Though? I mean, that's oh, like there are the there are some people.
1: There are some people that adamantly really? will not watch Star Wars. I mean, hmm. even Tanner, like he's oh, like, yeah, he's, he will not he's watch he's certain only the originals. Original, right? Yeah, he's, he will not. And so, like talking to him about the Mandalorian stuff, he's like, yeah you know yeah, only yeah. the new desecration to
2: outside yeah. of the
1: the original universe I'm trying to bring him over to the dark side but it ain't yeah. happening mm-hmm. I told him I said we should go mm-hmm. on a trip down to Florida you mm-hmm. know like a man's weekend kind of thing And I think if you yeah. paid for it he still wouldn't go
2: yeah, yeah. Just, ah, yeah. it's a
1: violation really yeah. oh yeah it just yeah some
0: people are really hyper when it got sold to Disney right yep, yeah think it's,
1: it's like destroying the temple in Israel yeah to some I people just yeah. desecration you know. of
0: <laughs> desolation Jesus you know I used to make fun of people's music choices a lot when I was younger and I was yeah. pretty judgmental about that and I realized later in life you know what people are allowed to like what they like and it's just okay yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine well do I what just, you want to do if you don't like it you don't need
2: to have i just love i mean i have i've
1: read so many star wars books and they don't always fit books yeah oh my gosh i just love it yeah <laughs> love all of it audiobooks I'm books out of my league <laughs> Yeah, and they never fit. Nothing ever fits, right? Because you have, you know, uh, Tanner will talk to you about the canon of Star Wars, and then it's all over the place.
0: This is your spinoff podcast here. Mm -hmm. of Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, You got a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, come
1: on back, Alex. Come on back. (laughs) I'm back, guys. I'm back. (laughs) Woo! Had a little sidetrack there for a second. Hey, I wanted to uh, give you guys some some weird facts that I picked up this week that I thought was interesting that we, I mean, I don't know if people always pay attention to these things that pop up Mm -hmm. on newsreels, but- they can always catch my attention because they're so weird. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I was reading, this is so weird. Um, they just found out, they just did a study that took almost five years, but they did a study that cows actually hate country music. And when country music is played, a song is played, they will not eat and they will not produce milk. Have you heard about this? I have not. Yeah. We paid tax dollars <laughs> for somebody to do that's this. That's the point right there. <laughs> yeah. How much did this Who's study just, cost? Right. <laughs> Yes. So you play a little bit of that and it's, but the the interesting thing is on the other side of that, if they played classical music, that they actually produce more, more milk. Okay. So I don't know what that says about the cow. I mean, does it mean that they're a little more intelligent or they don't feel like being into depressing music or.
0: I don't know what kind of country music.
1: It was just regular country music. Like they played the top hits of the day. Okay. And these cows would not eat or produce milk because of country music. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of our podcast listeners that listen to country music, I'm sorry, but this is just the cow's issue. It's not your issue. <laughs> Don't take it on. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get emails saying, country music's not that bad. It's great. Yeah. Hey,
0: I heard this one. Really? Yeah. This is not me being judgmental, but okay. <laughs> uh, just because you play pop music and have a Southern accent sung over it doesn't make it country. So the person was nudging at new country kind of thing. It's just pop music, but somebody's singing, which I kind of think is true. Again, not trying to be judgmental. Like what you like. If you like it, own it, right? (laughs) Just
1: because you sing like a redneck does not make you. It's not
0: Waylon Jennings.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's It's not not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's different, right? Um, So... Pastor Gary, you're just kind of quiet on this one, yeah?
2: Well, I was actually looking it up. Um, We did a study years ago on why cow manure was slippery. I was trying to figure (laughs) out how much... I was trying to figure out how much... That's true. I was trying to figure
1: out how much it cost us to figure that out. Who did that? Uh, That I don't know. I was trying to look it up here. I didn't... uh, you know, I don't want to give credence to dumb research that <laughs> that pat- taxpayers pay for, you know. Yeah. Since we're already at, what, $17 trillion in debt, mm-hmm. and then this just keeps adding more. I think that's... Like, even, hope that it's that's, even more? <laughs> we're not low. paying oh, for that, right? That's to oh be... Oh, my a, gosh. I don't that's need, like the classical don't tell me. music Don't lobby. tell me. Don't tell me.
2: I thought it was 30 plus. Is oh, where I thought I'm we
1: probably, right. I mean, with all the stuff that we're spending on. I don't want to get into politics, but yeah, it's bad. Um, so, not the other fact. thing... The what?
0: Another fact.
1: Was, oh, the other fact, fact that I found that, which is interesting, is that um, I was reading a story about a Brazil uh, a man that came from China to go to Africa. Uh, he was he did something interesting, but uh, it made me think about the people leaving for Brazil, getting ready to pack and get ready to head out. Well, this guy got around uh, checking in bags and checking in his luggage by wearing sixty shirts and nine pairs of jeans for an eleven hour flight. <laughs> yep, Seize. and they let him through. Yeah. TSA or whatever have, they call it. I have it there.
2: commentary on this particular point. Okay, let me hear it. Okay, let so me it. I'm, my first trip to uh, Haiti, which was before um, 9-11, I'm pretty sure, the, um, the, the the a person got on the plane with a pot of soup. Are you kidding That's me? I am not joking. you. A full pot of soup. Oh okay. my gosh. And there was another person who had must have had 20 baseball caps stacked up on top of his head <laughs> yes. cuz he was going back to sell them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to check a bag, but oh, they brought gosh. their soup ah. and their hats. That's wow. awesome. It was crazy. And they let them through. Yep. And we wonder why. It was just why. short of, you know, bringing live soup chickens is, on board. Yes. Yeah. There That's isn't crazy. one
0: person on that airplane who isn't smelling that soup. <laughs> exactly. Right. I don't yep. know.
2: It wasn't a huge flight either. It was and it a was probably plane. like uh, going to sell that too. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. So by the bowl. Could <laughs> have made a big <laughs> sale know, up there. I that, don't know what was going on, but it was it was liquid soup. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: There. Well, on yeah, a plane, it's... they don't even give you peanuts anymore because everybody's got peanut allergies, and then you get crackers, <laughs> and cr- I don't even know what these crackers are. They're like you know fiberglass in a bag or something. It's just not really. Hey, good.
0: what's the best? Airplane food you've ever had. What flight? I will tell you right now Lufthansa.
2: It's biscuff cookies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hands down. Lufthansa gives you all kinds of stuff. Huh?
0: Where'd you get those at? Bis
2: uh, what th- is it? It's, it's um, Biscoff. It's okay. Biscoff. Yeah, Biscoff. Yeah. Um, on my last flight, I kinda yeah. I kinda gave a little wink to the waitress there yeah. or the host. I got eight packs. What? No
1: joke. <laughs> yep. Okay, so there you go. For everybody that's flying, make sure you wink at your hostess. Yeah, that's it. And make sure your wife's not looking. Yeah. And then just say, hey, good looking. Like, how stuff. did you do that? Like, <laughs> you don't want to know. With the you don't want to know. <laughs> I went uh, <laughs> went on Lufthansa when we went to Israel. That's the flight we took they fed us so good on that flight. And of course it was a long flight, but I've never been in a plane where they are constantly like, like throwing snacks at you and giving you food. How long and stuff. is the flight? Uh, I think the first leg of it was uh, 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's another they six or seven hour flight. Yeah. You oh, better,
0: yeah. people are going to get grouchy on 12 hour Oh flights. yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, when you got people from all over the world taking that flight to yeah. wherever they're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, or you can just bring your own pot of soup. You can <laughs> well, let's take our first identity break, and we'll be right back.
0: Hey, you want some more? Some more what? No, no, you want a s'more? I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? You're
2: killing me, Smalls.
1: It takes time and know-how to build your dream home. Why not consider waterfront property management and builders to make your next property a reality? Your dreams, your way. That's a waterfront team promise. Located in downtown Lansing, Michigan. You know, I saw um, Joe out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, doing some measuring, yep, talking needs. to somebody. So it's it's moving. Yeah, you know, once you get the guy, main guy there, you know, the boss. Yep, that's awesome. you know, it's gonna be good. Uh, we have some interesting uh, Harbor Light news that uh, we. Uh, had this last week. Um, It sounds like the Jubilee dinner was a pretty big success.
0: Yes. Yeah. I
1: mean, I wasn't there. But what do you guys take from it? I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah, it
0: was awesome. Oh, yeah. The, the, it, was it
2: was done super, super well. I don't know. Packed out.
0: Yeah, maybe the S- best attendant it's ever been. Yeah, sold out. Like. It was
1: sold, sold out, out right? yeah. Yep. Well, um, I got an email this morning from uh, Kelly Dutcher that it was about 165000 Yeah. Yep. Wow. And that's not including all the silent, silent auction things yet. So they're tallying all that yet. But, I mean, that's pretty good. What was the last yeah. year? 100, 150000 One fifty. 150000 yep. 150. Yeah. So we've gone above and beyond. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And only three years ago, it was 80. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I mean, that's, that's awesome, right? That's I mean, to, to be doubling that kind of stuff. Now, for those of us that don't know much about it, what does that money go to? Um, it goes
2: towards scholarships. Okay. Um, Harbor Light offers scholarships, um, a plethora of scholarships to uh, families that want to have their children here for Bible-based education. And uh, so we help out tons. Yeah. And, yeah. Just about everybody.
1: That's that's really that's good. Uh, I was talking to Lisa Beckman in there. She said, uh, "What is it? One hundred twenty some dollars? Is it a day or a week?" I think it's like one hundred seventy five dollars a week per uh, child. A week per child to come to school here. Yeah, which yeah. is you know it's not that expensive when you think about how much we spend on the public school level per mm-hmm. child and tax taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. uh, with all the resources and stuff. It's it's yeah, pretty comparable. It What's
2: that about ten? It's about I, ten, I think, I think, a year. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's that's a whole conversation there. But yeah, I you know, I am so appreciative of Harbor Light Christian School that it is not a country club. Right. For rich people. Right. a net, right? Mm-hmm. There's people from every walk of life at here. Yeah, I mean that is awesome.
1: Um did you ever go to the school or you were already out of school then? yeah, you were out? I graduated in eighty three and we started the school in eighty five. Eighty five. So, so my brother and my away. sister. Went. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm a graduate. There's so, you know, it's so so weird how many graduates are either on staff or yeah. associated with mm-hmm. the school now.
2: Yeah, it just shows you the it's impact. Awesome. Yeah,
1: it does. It shows you the impact of, of the school, its legacy. Mm-hmm.
2: Generations, um, generations. Generations. Gener-
1: yeah. yeah, and then they're bringing their kids here yep. to the school. So, I mean, it just blows my mind how um, so crucial this vision was between your dad and, and Dave DeRoshi yep. to get this thing started. Yeah. I mean, because look at the impact it's had over what, how many years it's been open?
2: 30s. We're on our 38th year. 38th year. Yeah. That's I mean, just,
1: yeah. And then look at, look at where I, I mean, just did this, the, like we talked about last week, the Solid Rock Center expansion and then all these things that we're doing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just blows my mind, you know, because I remember when I went to school here, we only had that C hallway, which is, I think, the West Wing and the East Wing, right? Um, You you probably only had West Wing. West Wing. Uh, Mm. Oh, yeah. We didn't have the East Wing. That wasn't even done yet. Correct. Yeah. And And so we we just had the West Wing. East, North. Yeah. Where we went. And the other parts were still like open space under uh, like an overhang. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't even, there wasn't even rooms yet. So, and that was like that through my whole school year.
0: Yeah. It's crazy for me to think that, you know, whenever we wrote the last check for Solid Rock Center with them not a year ago, Mm -hmm. right? Then we turn around and raise all that money again. Like that to me is wild. Because again, there's part of my brain that goes, maybe it's a down year because we just built a couple million dollars. I, You you know, I think it's amazing. Like my
1: wife sat with the table and she was like astounded by how much money the table was offering up and bids and stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it is crazy. Yeah. You know how God's blessed the people of this church to do that. I mean, like you just said, yeah, Ted, uh, they give away all this stuff, all this money to do the solid rock. And then they're sitting at a table, even giving more away. Yeah. I mean, that is just amazing. You don't see that in a lot of churches. right? Really. Yeah, I was
2: going to bid on that fishing trip. And yeah. Into in my mind. I'm like, oh, I'll pay, I'll pay a thousand dollars go on a fishing yeah. trip with my wife and Dave Carafina. Yeah. It started at a thousand and we went for five thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? I am not it's joking you. Mo- I'm lo-
0: that was more money than the Mexico trip.
2: Yeah. 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 The, the, five thousand yeah. dollars for a two day <laughs> fishing trip to Brevort, Michigan. Wow. You know, and Dave I'm knows for like, the fishing. Hey fishes. Dave, I
1: love you, yeah. but yeah. Not, not, not that much. <laughs> Well, I'm sure if you talk to him, Dave might just <laughs> say, hey, you know, well, I'm going to throw I you a pastor's the
2: I got the pastor's invite, so. Yeah. That's good. Man. Yeah. That's
1: that's good to be a top, isn't it? You yeah. know, you kind of yeah. get those opportunities. You're right. like, hey, uh, you know, I've been pastoring here for a long time. What going to put you on some fish, too? That's the yeah. thing. He knows where the fish He's are. Gonna put, that's yeah. why that fishing trip is so oh, yeah. awesome. It's not like you're going to sit out in a boat for a while and go, hmm, I wonder where right. the fish are. He knows exactly where they are,
0: yeah. Yeah. which is kind it, of a cool thing. It sort of feels like the word's out on that one, that that's a really good trip to go on.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, wh- What did the four-wheeler go for? That's what I'm
2: interested in. I think it went for three. I can't remember. Uh, the lady had it at 27, and then yes. she raised her own bid yeah, to three. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's how you do it. At, right. at oh, man, you you get the top bid, <laughs> and then numbers. when nobody else, they're going like, going once, going twice. Then you raise your own paddle back up yeah. and go up higher. I'm gonna bid against myself.
1: <laughs> you don't see that anywhere else. You know, only yeah. here at Herbalite will you do that against yourself. And it's, it's a cool. cool thing because you know where the money's going. It's yeah. going to a good cause.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Also, uh, this week, uh, we have the ladies' free life retreat heading out, right? Yes. And uh, that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um. So you definitely need to to pray for them. Um. As they find freedom from life's hurts, hangups and hindrances um and so that's going to be an awesome experience because um you know i went to the free life retreat for men last weekend yeah and i'll tell you that was so powerful Mm -hmm. but it made me think about you know uh i wanted to ask you like what what transpired in your mind to, to think about this, to set this free life thing up? Because it's been impacting so many people in our church.
2: Yeah, thank you for asking that question. So um, about 10 years ago, I went on a five and a half day experience with uh, the Lord called The Quest, mm, okay. and um, and uh, it was a life changer for me, 100%. I got home, uh, my daughter signed up, my son-in-law, my future son-in-law at that point, and then um, 18 other men um, have gone on the, yeah. the five and a half day version, but when I got home, um, I had went on that to Texas. I had no um, no one to be able to fall back on when the devil comes back around, as it yeah. says. Yeah, and uh, and so I just said, you know, we need to do something like this here at Harbor Light. Let's set it up differently so that you have a, a network of people, a safety net of people to help you when the devil comes back. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we changed. Um, we we pulled out some of the stuff that we experienced on those. Uh, those weekends, those quest weeks. And, um, and so we built it around an eight-week small group experience where you're building a relationship with other people yeah. so that when uh, troubles come back around, when the devil comes back and tries to knock you off, uh, you can go to your friends, you know, and you have those relational things. So that was really kind of the heartbeat behind that.
1: I think it was, yeah, it's an awesome experience. And I'll tell you, uh, Riley um, is an amazing leader. I, I can't praise him enough. I mean, after seeing him at, you know, at work, doing what he does best, mm-hmm. um, he's the right man for the job. I yeah. mean, I just can't say that enough. I don't know how his, 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 he is with the women, but for the men, he was perfect for what we needed. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of estrogen in the water for the men's group, you know, for the tears and the emotions. No, I'm, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, that was a joke all weekend, you know, because normally men don't like to Cry and get emotional, sure. And we're like, "What are you putting in the water, man?" I mean, seriously, <laughs> oh, because okay. we're all tearing up, and breaking up. That was up. making sense to me. I thought you were talking about. Well, never no. mind. Keep going. <laughs> but yeah, we were. You know, you don't see a group of men that are that sensitive to each other uh, and so emotional about things because you don't normally, as a man, you don't talk about stuff. You know, it's all locked away. And and in that weekend, I mean, God just moved. Holy Spirit just did some amazing things, and you just like, how is this possible hmm. that a group of men could be that that emotional? Had to be something in the water.
2: You know, you know, there's something that I've learned over the time. Uh, when you talk to veterans or people who've uh, served in during war, mm-hmm. um, many times they'll sign up and go back, yeah. but they don't go back necessarily because they're, you know, patriotic at a certain super level, right? Yeah. It's because their brothers are in the trenches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's happening. Right? Yeah. Okay. So you, you've been through a traumatic experience or you've been through something super powerful, With somebody else. Sure. All right. And that knits your hearts together. And then you want to go back and you want to be there for others. That's what's happening.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I I just, I can't uh, say it enough. If you are dealing with hurts, hangups, and hindrances in your life, you definitely. Need to be ready for the next one that comes up. I, I mean, I'm I'm a huge advocate now. After <laughs> going through it, if you think it. you don't have them, yeah, yeah. Right. that's
2: a sign yeah. you got them. Yeah, right. Was it was, <laughs> a, was yeah, first absolutely.
1: John say, "Don't lie to yourself." You know, everyone still sins and has sins in their life, so don't act like you're you're walking purity before the Lord. Because the truth is, you got something going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, well, let's take another ID break, and we'll be right back. Are you looking for more? Well, then you found it right here on More Podcast. Stay tuned. Looking for a go-to eatery that has awesome food? Well, Paper Station in downtown Harbor Springs is sure to have your next favorite. From their signature station burger to the golden crispiness of a hand-dipped onion ring, enjoy the flavors that make this a must-stop today. Paper Station. Why do I get hungry after every time we play that? I
0: don't, <laughs> I don't know. I like that guitar riff, man. Yeah, that's,
1: that's pretty sweet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, was, uh, I emailed Tana I so, said, you know, check it out. But every time I'm like, hey, um, you know, come and <laughs> visit, just see what's new on the menu and let me know. You need to
0: uh, do an episode of the podcast at the Paper Station.
1: Yeah, oh, that's a
0: good idea. On location.
1: On location. We got the, the mics eat, and everything ready for that. Now let's do onion
0: it. Onion rings. Yeah,
1: we can eat onion rings. Yeah, <laughs> onion rings. <laughs> Ted to welcome them. to the team. I love the idea. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good job, <laughs> Pastor Ted. Uh, well, we are going to uh, go into our Harbor Bible trivia question now. Last week we had a winner. Linda Murray. Mm-hmm. Linda Murray. Linda Murray. Linda Murray. Let's give her a, yeah. yeah. All right, good job, Linda. Uh, she answered it, and she gave the Bible reference, which I thought was kind of good. You know, She always just, goes above and beyond. She goes above and beyond. So she has won uh, something. We're going to give it to her on Sunday. She told me to just hand it to her on Sunday. And, and get she's automatically entered into the big prize, th- the big prize at the yeah. end of the month. So the big question when it comes, be ready, because... You know, she could possibly win it. Yeah. I mean, this woman knows her Bible. Mm-hmm. And it may, the big question, though, like you said, may not necessarily be a Bible question. It could be any kind of question. Right. So it's open to a lot of different things. So Pastor Gary's working on the big question, even now as we speak. Yes. To get the, uh, the um, what is it, speaker? Uh, Bluetooth, it's a Bluetooth speaker. I'm yeah. like trying to think of the word. Uh, yep. What is that? Uh, Bluetooth speaker. Talkie <laughs> so box? <that> you can <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a talkie box
2: from us. <laughs> If, if you're in charge of it, it's a tin can with a string. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Connected right here inside the studio. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it sound better that way? I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. You know, I how does it happen to you? I mean, as you're getting older, you just don't seem to think of the right things to say sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I find myself doing that a lot. Like, I call my son Parker and that one Carson, and I'm like, what is going on with my mind? You know, mm-hmm. something's happening. I don't know. Anyways, so the Bible trivia question, uh, this is how you do it.
2: So what, why don't we go ahead and, you know, help those that didn't oh, get yeah. the answer. What was it? What was the
1: answer from last the time? The answer was Beelzebub. So who is Beelzebub? The prince of? Oh, who is the prince of demons? Yep. Uh, Beelzebub. There you go. And it's so. out of Matthew chapter 12. And I think it might be verse 24. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's out of Matthew chapter 12. And uh, so it was a very specific answer. And mm-hmm. she found it. Yep. Yeah. So if you didn't get it right, there you go. Something to talk about at work. Okay. <laughs> hey, did you know the Prince of Darkness? <laughs> That's actually yeah. a pretty, pretty common, yeah, you know, yeah. description I know, I know his name, Beelzebub. Yeah. Right. Um, it sounds like Beetlejuice to me, but anyways, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so how this works is that we're going to ask you a question right now, mm-hmm. and you can email us at harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. Now, I know this works. So if you're hesitant to say, I don't know if that's going to work for me, it works. I've tried it myself to see if it was working. So okay. it's HarborLightBibleTrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase. And you put your answer in there. And then also let us know how we give you the prize when you win. Mm-hmm. Like Linda's going to get it on Sunday. You can let us know how to give it to us. I'll go to wherever you are to drop off your amazing prize that you won for the week. That's how committed I am to wow. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Unless you live in a different state. I was just going to yeah. say, okay. Unless you live in a state. Well, if you live I in that, Florida. I know that I have people listening from North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I would make the trip. Right? I mean, it's it's a job-related thing. I would okay. have to go do it, you know. <laughs> I have to go make the trip. I'll be, I'll be back in about three days. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to bring my shorts and swimsuit. And your bucket of soup. And my bucket <laughs> of soup to go with me. Um, so our winner is going to be posted on our Facebook page. And as I said last week, um, uh, Carson has done an amazing job to set up a new Facebook page website. Uh, if you go on the app right now, it is amazing. The new uh, bean pod uh, program that we have, it is a lot more user friendly than the one was before, um, and then also you can get to the website from that app. So it's a lot of good stuff. So the the question that we have today, Pastor Gary, yep, it's are be you ready? connected
2: to the message from last week? Oh, here we go.
1: Okay, so the first battle that the children of Israel
2: experience once they cross into the promised land. Okay, okay. So um, there was a signal that Rahab used Ooh. to identify her house to keep it from getting you know, crushed by the children of Israel. What, uh, was yeah. that?
1: what was that signal or what was the sign? What was the signal or sign? Yep. Yeah. That it kept happened. her house safe. Oh, this is a good one. That is. a good one. There we one. go. Yeah. So if you know the answer, email Trivia at gmail.com, all lowercase. And let us know the answer. Now, and you don't have to. And if Linda is listening, yes. Okay, we need the Bible reference too. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We, we know it's in the Bible somewhere. We're not sure. It's, uh, yeah. No, we, we know. Uh, so, yeah, let us know. And we've got some really cool uh, swag we get from our sponsors that we're giving away. We're giving away different prizes that we have in house here. Uh, so, yeah, we, you know, Hamel is one of our sponsors. You might just get a piece of tile. From Hamill, you know, that you can, a sample, (laughs) a sample, a sample piece of carpet. I mean, you could use that for a lot of things, right? So (laughs) my (laughs)
2: uncle, one time he got a whole stack of samples, like every different kind of sample you can think of and he knit them all together and carpeted his basement with all these different, it was like a quilt. Yeah, That is
1: amazing. That's, that's perfect. Really? Yeah. See, That's you could great. do that. If you win enough, you could carpet your basement. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Hamels uh, it was, carpet.
2: Uh, it was tough to walk across it because
1: the thicknesses were also very different. <laughs> <laughs> you got your plush and your shag right here. Yeah. <laughs> it kind
2: of looked cool, right? Little of course
1: it looked cool. I mean, you know, it <laughs> says I've accomplished something by not spending <laughs> oh, anything. That's what it says. It was
2: complimentary to the... uh you know the tar paper ad in the outside of the house for siding. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. No, you, know,
0: you got to do what you got to do. Oh my it's gosh! Ingenuity, it's ingenuity. I,
1: I, I always thought when it was kind of funny when we lived in Chicago, uh, the houses that would need to be re-roofed instead of re-roofing, they would just put a huge blue tarp. Yeah. yeah. Over the house mm-hmm. and got them through whatever the winter, sure. the rain, whatever. Oof, I'm like winter. Okay, tarp, yeah. that works, I guess. You know. <laughs> that was the big FEMA tarp. All right. Well, let's take an ID break, and we'll be right back. We want you to know God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. This is More Podcast. Well, has the winter done a number on your beautiful floors in your home? Well, Hamill's Flooring, with their expert touch of Cliff Haas, is sure to have an answer for you. With a large exclusive collection of carpet and vinyl flooring, your floors will look better than new. That's Hamill Flooring here in Petoskey. When hiring a contractor to tackle your next housing project, you know you should hire someone who knows what it takes to make it exactly how you dreamed it should be. With over 25 years of success, Sean Meyer Construction brings the know-how to tackle new or existing projects. That's Sean Meyer Construction. So we're going to get into our Bible talk today, and uh, we are on the second week of a four-week series uh, talking about the importance of thinking with an eternal perspective, eternal perspective, which means uh, becoming aware of how close we are to the coming of Christ. This week, however, we specifically talked about wars and threats of war. Uh, Out of Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, we find the scripture. uh, When Jesus was asked, What shall be the sign of his coming? He replied, saying, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Well, Pastor Gary, uh, you have mentioned so far up to this point. That not only uh, would we experience more troubling things happening, but you listed off the big three that happens to be uh, happening right now in front of our eyes uh, from the text of Matthew 24. Uh, You mentioned that Jesus said the last days would be preceded by several things. Many false Christ or Messiahs would come deceiving many. Mm -hmm. Uh, We would hear of wars and rumors of wars. And there would be an increase in famines and pestilence, which is a big word for bugs and things coming and taking over crops, Mm -hmm. earthquakes in diverse places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Um, and so today's news is, you know, full of false religions and warfare and natural disasters. And we know that events of the tribulation uh, period will include all that John predicted and played out in Revelation chapter six. But our current events definitely seem to be leading up to the big climax. that seems very familiar given today's context. Well, it's getting bad now. And, uh, you know, we can't even begin to realize the full outcome. And so I wanted to ask you, do you really feel that this is happening in our time right now? Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Alex, for all of that. Um, I think
2: that uh, none of this stuff is new. And that was one of the points that we were able to make this last weekend is that we've always had wars. We're going to continue to have wars. There have been natural disasters. no, none of those things are new. So that isn't necessarily the thing that Jesus was pointing to. He was pointing to the birth pains, the fact that these things are going to happen and they're going to grow um, in their frequency. They're going to grow in the intensity of that. And uh, so those two things um, are really the thing that you want to kind of look at when you see the wars and when you see the natural disasters and you see the other things that are coming, it's the, it's the frequency and the intensity of those two things Mm -hmm. that uh, really, really is the sign. Okay. And, uh, and so Jesus was pretty clear on that. And of course, uh, as you said, um, don't panic. Right. And, and um, we've kind of gotten word back from a lot of people who um, have been, enjoying the series. Uh, and they've studied the book of Revelation before in other contexts, either small groups or maybe even at other churches or seminars. Uh, and they and they were really kind of nervous about this particular series that was coming up because it's always been bad news, bad news, bad right, news, bad yeah. news. And this particular time, I've gotten word back from a few people saying, listen, I love it, the approach that you guys are taking, uh, because there's always good news in it, you know, that Christ yeah. is going to get us through this. Don't be surprised by these things. And uh, there's an opportunity with every single one of the signs, there's an opportunity connected to it. And yeah. uh, so we want to really focus in on the opportunity that comes along.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, you mentioned the idea of the birth pains, which is a very strong visual. Yes. Um, and you mentioned on Sunday, you know, if you if you ever wonder what it's like if you'd never had a child, go talk to somebody and take them out for coffee and yeah, <laughs> have that conversation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you know, that'd be an awkward conversation, but it'd be interesting to find out, you know, yeah. how difficult it is because it is a process, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for the first uh, few months, everything's going great. No, no problems. Unless you're one of those women that gets sick really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was not like that. And, um, you know, then all of a sudden things start really ramping up. Right. Um, and you know, it almost seems like, you know, your whole world begins to spiral, you know, you're just, the husband gets really super nervous, like, oh my gosh, what did they do? And you know, it's it's a it's a lot of lot of things it, going on. You know,
2: you have three room three men sitting in this room yeah. right here who, yeah. who, who all have children, but you know, our wives did all the work and and there's a million jokes we can make off that. But yeah. um, <laughs> there's this idea that um, be careful, <laughs> yeah. The women, the, a woman is as close to death, yeah, in the process of giving birth, as any point of her life. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. that. Wow! Yes. That's how intense it is. I yeah. remember being a junior high boy or an early high schooler going to a, uh, a sports camp and yeah. they had a medical doctor come in and it was a woman and uh, she was talking about reproductive stuff. And uh, someone asked the question, what's it like to have a baby? <laughs> what? Yeah. For, and she, there's like about a thousand boys in this, uh, uh, in this room. And uh, she holds up a football yeah. and says, imagine pooping a football. Yeah. <laughs> And every boy in the room was like, "Got it, hundred percent we're, That's we're good. A visual. yep <laughs> I know oh, that seems a little bit graphic, geez. but guess
1: what yeah. we, we as men have no no, no. clue yeah, but it, it you know we we see the out, outside issue, you know like when you're in the delivery room and your wife's about ready to rip your face off because mm-hmm. she's going through that pain or whatever mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I mean, we kind of get the idea <laughs> yeah of, of this whole thing i mean pastor ted you've you've had uh, a few I, kids, yeah. And, not you personally, but you know, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've experienced that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I was thinking about too, just the context in which, you know, we get these texts of it's bronze people without hospitals. And you know, this is the process of giving birth would be much different and longer. I would assume, I mean, I don't know, but man, oh man, it does feel like, um, You know the idea that you'd just be like, "Hey, we're gonna go have a baby on Tuesday," and Mm -hmm, it's a procedure, mm -hmm. rather than, you know, the context. I I apologize if this is wrong because obviously I do not know what it's like to give birth, but feels like that would have been a much greater thing than yeah, yeah. Would have been looking for okay, step one happened, and we're moving down this road to pushing a baby out or whatever. So,
1: well, I was you know I was thinking about when you said that you know apart from the birth part, you know, as a human witnessing it. I mean, you do experience all the things like panic, frustration, all the things that you don't know what to do or how to deal with it. And then when Jesus puts it in that context, you're like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. From the woman's perspective, it's a whole different thing. For a man, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know the panic yeah. and frustration, and all the things that come along with that.
2: Well, the, one of the wonderful things that we see in Scripture is that when uh, your wife gives birth, what it does to the husband as well is pretty amazing. It, uh, it's supposed to be the miracle that turns your turns the lights on yeah, right. Um, what happens is we start to um, experience the love we have for this baby right immediately yeah is a reflection of the love that God has for us. Right. It, yeah. it, it, it's a light switch that happens at the moment of birth. Um, men get clued in to how much God loves us. Well, well it,
1: that's pretty cool.
0: Would it be fair to say, too, like within those birth pains come this refining fire that the Holy Spirit brings to his church, right? Mm-hmm. We see this renewed hunger for the Lord and his seeking his face and um, people coming back to, to him. And um, the mushy middle of Christianity seems to maybe— Diminish and people become more refined and yeah. more. Pat, I mean, is that fat, uh, fair, Pastor Gary? Yeah,
2: I th- I think that uh, you you get a fork in the road. Mm. <clears throat> You've got um, people that are leaning towards God when they go through the birth yeah. pains, they pull in more, and yeah. the church gets more powerful and more pure. Yeah. People that are leaning away from God when they experience that, they go further away from yeah. God right. um, because judgment oh produces rebellion in people uh, if they're not leaning towards yes. God.
1: Yeah. It's a powerful decision maker, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like in, in, you know, you think about the real life uh, birth process, either you can have the light come on, choose mm-hmm. to embrace this, this newness mm-hmm. and, and what comes with it. Or you can say, I'm I'm not doing this yeah. and, and walk yeah. away. Um, You know, so, I mean, this illustration seems to cover quite a bit when he said that. Yeah. It's really neat how he, he used that idea to kind of really uh capsulize in our mind the the power of it um but why do you think this is the right time for all this to start happening now i mean we look at our world 2023 mm-hmm. what i mean why why would we start seeing this happen now? Isn't, isn't it kind of amazing how
2: um there's been a change in the landscape on our map over the past few decades where you know soviet union disappears right mm-hmm. but we know that they're an end-time player now they're back on the scene Mm. Um, Iran changes its name from Persia to Iran, which yeah. you know the the scripture, the prophecy talks about Persia, but it's actually Iran now. They're now, now they're a major player. China goes from you know being decades or even centuries behind in technology, now they're a world force. Yeah, Th- these are three major players in the end times, and here they are all coming to the surface in our lifetime, and yeah. even in the past wow. few years, and so that yeah. should be
1: turning the lights on. Yeah, Iran, Babylon rebirthed, you know, wow. coming back. Well, yeah. and I think, yeah. too,
0: just that that sense of what we were talking about, of the good news of it, right, mm-hmm. the sense that, I mean, I, I'm not hesitant to say what seems to be happening in America, not just what we see in Africa and in the underground churches of China. It does feel like there's a revival taking place in America right now, that there yeah. is um, this, this um, I've heard, I've heard people say, you know, is this the third great awakening? You know, mm-hmm. is this the time where God again, refines his church and um, makes his bride spotless and pure and draws more and more people to the body of Christ. And man, it, I, you know, I don't know that I want to be the one who stands on the mountaintop and, and proclaims that yeah. but, um, <laughs> It but it's certain. I'm, I, I know I'm not a dummy either. Yeah. And, um, people are hungry for truth. Yeah. People are hungry hungry for you know, for that. Even if it even if they don't know like right. love or, you know, kind of the extra stuff of what we know Jesus brings, but that sense of like what is what is true? You know, what is actually true? Yeah. Um, because I think we've all experienced people in power lying to us. And mm-hmm. I think
1: that's interesting you brought that up about the evangelism because that's one of the things that Jesus brings up in Matthew twenty four. Is that the result of all these things happening was that the, the message of the gospel will be throughout the world. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what do we see today is mass evangelism happening around the world, not just in factional groups. Like you mentioned about the second great awakening in Ireland and all those places. That was just a region. Right now we're talking about a global evangelistic outreach and revival that's happening across the globe. Yeah. Which I don't think I've ever seen even in my short time in this planet. Uh, And I don't think history really records anything Mm. that great, but it's becoming so, so much easier because now like even with this podcast, we can put it on and we reach way beyond the borders of Emma County, Mm -hmm. you know, and people are sharing the gospel and it's reaching all over the world. Uh, That's something that's never happened before. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, So I think there's no doubt that the prophecies concerning um, some of these things are true, especially we talked about last week, this idea of apostasy being fulfilled. Um, Our 21st century world has uh, really embraced, uh, like Pastor Gary said last week, moral relativism, uh, a philosophy which is tainting even the church. Uh, You know, for example, some of the things that are hitting the headlines in the church, uh, many denominations are having a hard time defining marriage as between one man and one woman. We talked about that last week. Uh, The many religious leaders today are openly supporting homosexuality. And the Bible has become subordinate to the modern church's quest for a more appealing truth. Um, To me, it sounds like uh, perilous times spiritually, as Jesus predicted in Matthew 24, happening right now. Mm. And then, you know, if that's not bad enough, Pastor Gary, uh, war is, like you mentioned this Sunday, going to become a normal part of our everyday lives. Uh, You mentioned this when you talked about the difference between nations and kingdoms. Um, I, I thought that was an interesting insight. You know, what makes those battles more significant in the last days? Well. As we mentioned, the the idea that there's a
2: difference between uh, a nation and a kingdom, a kingdom is a group of people, according to, you know, uh, looking up what the original word is, you know, a nation is an established, recognized, you know, landmass, right? Yeah. But a kingdom can be a group of people. Uh, who have an ideology ideology that they're all connected to. And uh, we're seeing now terrorism really mm. isn't necessarily a national thing, although there are nations that, you know, support terrorism yeah. and yeah. all that. But but it can just be a group of people. And as we mentioned, 9-11, 19 people, yeah. you know, with a whole host of other people in supportive cast. But basically 19 people went to war against the United States. You yeah. know, it's a gnat trying to go against mm. a giant, you know, a giant, creature. Right. And um the giant creatures or nations generally want to fight against nations. Right. And then here here a little a little gnat comes and causes devastation. We're gonna be living in a world where more and more of this is going to take place. An ideology, a group of people not necessarily connected to a nation, is gonna cause all kinds of problems.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I I mean it's to me it's it's amazing to see some of the uh blustering that's going on with some of these nations like North Korea who, you know, I mean, they're just a small, minute nation, but, I mean, they're like, we got nuclear weapons, you know, we're going to aim them at, you know, uh, Michigan or whatever. Uh, it's just amazing how these nations are g- becoming so emboldened to do this mm. like never before. And, you know, the conversation, at least as I was growing up, was always like nobody wants to shoot a nuke off because everybody's going to go. But people are like, who cares? Let's do it. Let's Look, see what happens. Why me not me just kind of ramp this up a little bit? We're yeah. living in a
2: time where technology now is made available so that we can cause you know, viruses to happen. And, yeah. and now we have so much control over the viruses that we can actually make them racial. Yeah. We, they can go after races of people. Yeah. Okay. So now yeah. we're not just talking about a big A-bomb that we're dropping off on, on somebody. We're talking about biological warfare at a very specific, mm. you know, target.
1: Yeah. And what was it? Uh, you know, Bill Gates was mentioned as being, uh, talking about the global issue of global population control. And I know he's not mentioned anything of what he would do, but it seems to be a conversation going on more and more. Like uh, the population is basically numbers on a stat. You know, we're not humans anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's taking that off the table. Like who cares? You know, if I blow up a nation, you know, it's, it's global uh, population control. And, and those kind of conversations are becoming more and more prevalent, especially with those that have their fingers on the, the power of the world. And you're like, this is not good. And, and go go ahead, Pastor. Well, Kurt.
0: I I was just going to say. I mean, don't you think that, that that mindset is the logical following of a godless yeah. society? I mean, if you if if truth is relative, yeah. right. If there is no ultimate authority, it is just numbers yeah. on a page, right? So, you know, at least they're being intellectually honest, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? The sense of going, Hey, you know, there's nothing after this earth. We do need to make sure it's not overpopulated, whether or not you think that's true or not. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it it is the ramifications of a godless society.
2: Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, when we talk like this, it, it makes some people uncomfortable, right? That, uh, that somehow we're mixing, you know, Christianity and our, you know, allegiance to nations, right? Yeah. Right. Well, God, God created nations. He's the mm-hmm. one that put them in place. He said yeah. they need to be governed, right? And we need to pray for our leaders and all of that kind of stuff. And then people want to separate, you know, church and state. Well, the scriptures teach us that um, you live in your nation. You're you're there to make it better, mm-hmm. right? That's so that script that we use from Jeremiah twenty nine seven. Work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where I send you, even while you're in exile. Yeah. Okay. Pray mm-hmm. to the Lord for it, for it's well fair will determine your welfare now it's good so we are called as christians to make a difference in our nations to make a difference in this world and all of this conversation here that we're having around this table um jesus put it in play by you know saying hey listen one of the signs is going to be wars and threats of wars yeah all right and that whole nationalism
1: kind of thing is on the table now because Mm -hmm. jesus introduced it yeah wow um well, there's, there seems to be uh, that looming narrative that there is uh, more global instability, like you mentioned on sunny than ever before. With all the instability as you know, a fallen world, we do tend to look for what we can grab from another nation, which is kind of what we see now. But it's interesting, the current statistics that I, I found shocking in this uh, global arena, which I was just blown away by, uh, they said that 50% of all scientists in the world are designated to develop weapons of mass destruction now. So 50% of the, the scientists in the world Uh, are designated to do just that. Um, there's at least one military grade weapon and 4,000 pounds of explosives for every man, woman, and child right now Mm. that's available. And global military spending has grown to $1.92 trillion U S dollars, uh, globally, which all speaks to the fact of what you said on Sunday, that this stuff is, is happening right now. I mean, it's, it's uh, getting nuts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I would like to think that I live in a world where, you know, we, we talk about the, the Coca-Cola song, I like to live in a world where everybody can live in ha- harmony. Uh, the truth is, that's not the case anymore. I mean, even in, uh, when we talk about wanting to do the best for the people, there always seems to be a little bit of something behind those words saying, well, we got another agenda mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we're coming after it. I mean, we see that with some of the laws we're putting into place about abortion, about life, about redefining life, about redefining marriage, about redefining a lot of things. And it's just getting nuts. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think that uh, these things are really ramping up? Like what the media is putting out there and what statistics are starting to show? Do you, do you feel like maybe this is just like another, another period of time where we just see a lot of things happening, but it's, it's still, you know, not as bad.
2: Mm. It's an interesting question. Your thoughts, pastor Ted.
1: (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ask it again. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, like, uh, every generation's had those big moments, right? Yeah. You know, uh generation before us had World War II. We thought, that yes. was the end. You know, right. Hitler's a Nazi. You know, he's a Nazi antichrist. Um, probably I remember people was, been Probably preaching, was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have uh, Russia doing their thing. And yeah. I remember for a long time, some pastors would preach about the USSR being... Mm uh, mentioned in the scriptures, I, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. Gog and Magog, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so there's a lot of those kind of things happening, uh, in the past. And here we are today and the statistics show yeah. a very, gl- uh, you know, gloomy picture. I mean, what do you think? I mean, is this yeah, maybe I inflating?
0: I, I, I think that information's more available today. So I do think that that's true. Um, and that doesn't you know, necessarily negate that, that it it isn't at an alarming rate. I do think that the spirit of God reveals only what he can reveal. And I hope that doesn't sound like an answer of me punting. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we rely on Christian Christians rely on the gift of discernment. The Christian relies on the gift of Holy spirit to say, tell me what is actually true. Mm -hmm. And so one of the definitions that I had heard, um, in the past of a prophet is a prophet is able to see what no one else can see that's happening right now. So they don't just see what's happening in the future, but they're also able to say, Hey guys, this is what's going on and no one else can see it. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think using that language has been helpful for me to just kind of go, okay, um, Lord, you know, show me what, what I actually need to see. Mm -hmm. Um, give me wisdom, give me discernment. Um, give me, you know, eyes to see what really is going on here, um, and I and I think that in my spirit, I always get the check of you need to pray mm-hmm. and you need to think about this first rather than opening your mouth because yeah. I like to open my mouth, and so I think that there's something for them for again for me in that to go. Okay, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me now? What should I think about this? Um, and I think that that's probably true for every Christian also, you know, before you yeah. hit enter on whatever conspiracy yeah, right, thing yeah. on Facebook, like before you do that, I, I, I'm not here to throw it all away, but I am here to say the spirit of discernment, what, you know, what is the Holy spirit re- revealing to you and um, really trusting that he's trustworthy.
1: Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times when we definitely deal with the book of revelation it is it's a fertile ground for gaslighting. Yes. Um, issues and concerns. Yes. Um, and, You know, just like in my generation growing up, I mean, you can turn it into, uh, you know, just a hellfire and brimstone message where everybody's freaking out, scared to death, and nobody is necessarily coming back to the cross or those things, which is the inevitable hope that you want to have happen just like what jesus talked about matthew 24 the hope is to spread the gospel not to be sitting around hiding in a room somewhere right you know uh, in a panic room trying to keep yourself from getting hurt i, I well, want to say i think you guys are
2: hitting it right on the head right um as we see these things happen um to think that you're going to be able to hole up and yeah. protect yourself yeah <laughs> you know it's not going to. matthew happen. 24 also says Listen, only only one person is going to survive, kind of thing. I mean, yeah. to think that you're going to be the person that can hold out on this, go ahead and give up on that, and let's go ahead and just get busy with the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And, amen.
1: And he's yeah. And the thing is, he's empowered us to do that, right? Mm-hmm. The last chapter in Mark tells us, man, we're going to be doing some amazing things. You know, so that's what we should be focusing on is doing those amazing things. But I think it's important, like what you're doing on Sunday, is every generation needs to be woken up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we get so caught up in life. Mm -hmm. And if we do that too long from one generation to the next, then we're not really ready anymore. We're just kind of like hanging out at church. Mm -hmm. And so at some point you have to be the John the Baptist to say, listen, whoa, wake up, man. Repentance is now get ready to move forward. We need to make things happen. And this is the reason why. Yeah. Live like it, you know, could happen today. Right. Yeah. And plan like it's not going to happen for a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, I love that statement that you just said. Uh, that's so crucial and, and key. And people not just hear it, but internalize those words as being so important to them. Um, you also, in the midst of all of this stuff, you gave some really powerful insights on how to, people need to be prepared. And in John 14, 1 through 6, you encourage us to have peace in the midst of all of it, which is kind of funny. You said. It's kind of an, an irony there, an, an oxymoron, have peace in the midst of the trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so we can do best by this. And you mentioned... Three things. I'm going to just mention them, and then I want you definitely to to uh, elaborate on these. You said that trust in the person of Christ and his promises. The place that we will be going to live with Christ in eternity is important for us to keep in mind. And the plan is well stated as to our removal from judgments, his righteous judgment against evil, and the hope for our future. So he doesn't leave us in the dark. We know what's going on. Um, why did you think that was so key for us to grab a hold of? I think that uh, that's You know, Jesus, whenever he sees his disciples
2: or people in general, as well as other events that have happened in the Bible, most of the time they start with fear not, Yeah. okay? Because first of all, an angel shows up and he's glowing, he's nine (laughs) foot tall, you know, it's going to get your attention. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. All right. So fear not. Um, But Jesus definitely said in John chapter 14, I'm going to go ahead and read this. uh, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Okay. So what that's saying there is you're in control of your thoughts. You're in control of your emotions. Yeah. Okay. And that, you know, self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. Okay. Trust in God. Also trust in me. We need to trust in Jesus and the things that he said, the things that he's giving us insight with. Okay. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If there were not, so would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. Yeah. Okay. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Amen. And then it goes on Mm -hmm. to say, and I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the father except through me. So in that insight, yeah. First of all, Jesus talking to them. He had just let them know that I'm leaving. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. That's going to make them troubled. So he said, "Don't be troubled. Okay. Be in control of your thoughts and your emotions." But then he's giving us those promises. Trust in me. Okay. You can trust in what I'm telling you. I'm, I'm faithful and true. Mm. Okay. Trust in the place. Okay. That's yeah. heaven. I'm going to come get you. There's going to be more than enough room. Nothing to worry about there. And then you know, trust in the promise. I'm coming back.
1: Yeah. Jesus
2: is coming again. He Amen. promised it. And therefore, we can bank on it. And then, of course, trust in the plan that it's only through Jesus that you can get yeah. to heaven. Yeah. With with that, that little recipe has all the ingredients that you need to be able to find peace in the midst of chaos, yeah. in troubles, and to not get caught up in the whirlwind of, of problems, but to continue to stay calm. Yeah. Pressing forward, and as I uh, closed out the messages last week, you know, choose peace. That's that's the
1: decision you make. Right. Live in peace and promote peace yeah that's good let's take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back you know don't settle for insurance that won't cover your toys home or auto there's a reason that wilson insurance is an industry leader in northern michigan they're not in the business to sell insurance they're in the business to be there when you need an agent most that's wilson insurance petoskey I, you know, when I think about, um, all the things that, uh, we have for, from God, I think the one thing that at least personally for me is the fact that justice will be served, right? The plan is to get us out of here. But the fact is, is that God's not gonna leave these things unresolved. And I think that's the heartbeat of, of all creation is like, Hey, you know what? This stuff's been going on for a long time. Mm. Um, when are you going to make it right? And, and I, I love how, when you look at scripture, Jesus is very clear, especially in the promise and plan that I have a plan to deal with it. So we're not going to just leave it unsaid. All those hurts and pains, all that atrocity is going to be resolved. Yeah. He's not making it up on the spot. He's not kind of flowing with how things
2: are going. What am I going to do here? He's already, he already saw this. I love that scripture that says he tells us the end from the beginning. Yeah. Right. In the opening verse of the Bible. All right. We already see the fact that God has a plan. Yeah. Why,
0: Why is it that, um, this is me throwing you a little softball. Yeah, I think there we go. <laughs> why Tee it up, Pastor Ted. There right, right. we why go. Why is it that we tend to focus on, you know, I need to to sell everything and bury it in the backyard, and I rather than proclaiming the gospel. Oh, I mean, that's good. Why, you know, why is it we focus more attention on the being human, prepared? Yeah.
2: Okay, so let's go ahead and kind of venture down that trail a little bit. Okay. And, and, and this, this will be, um, this could be a challenge to some people, mm-hmm. all right? Um, I believe in my heart that it's, it's wise to prepare, Yeah, right? Joseph was prepared. He yep. prepared Egypt for the seven years of leanness, okay? So it, it, it's okay to be prepared. Nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, we, we love this world so much, mm. Yeah, and we just want to stay here, and we want it to be comfortable, yeah, and we've made this world our home, and the challenge that Christ has given us is that if this is your home, then your next home is not in uh, heaven. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how offensive can Jesus be? Sure. Right, he just put it right in your face. Right, and so many of us have um, kind of checked out of the we're foreigners, you know, passing through this life to being settlers, yeah. and we're mm-hmm. here to live out and try to stay alive for as long as possible, and and uh, make our life as comfortable as possible. Yeah it really just kind of goes against the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah it's so a, it's a
1: big balance. you know in we don't man, live, yeah. we
2: don't live reckless lives yeah. right. I mean right. I got food in my fridge for yeah, dinner sure. tonight. Right, right. Yeah. okay. But at the same time, I got to realize that he is my sustainer yeah. mm-hmm. not not my, my 401k, not the stuff I have in my pantry. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I say that I know I know people in my life and maybe I have been guilty of this too. It, at times of I'm more excited that there's this weird part of us that's more excited for the downfall of things than actually wanting to tell more people about Jesus and actually trying to have the the church be more holy and refined. And, um, you know, there is this weird part of us, I think, that maybe it's we watch all these po- post-apocalyptic <laughs> yeah, right, movies yeah. and we have this, you know, this weird fantasy about, you know, trading gasoline for water or something, but like, I guess my encouragement today is be more excited about the gospel proclamation, Mm -hmm. be more excited about telling people Jesus and the good news that only he can bring than the downfall. And if, if again, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is Holy Spirit speaking to somebody out there. If you're more excited about the downfall, you're out of check.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm that's so good. sorry. I'm laughing because I have I have people in my life that I love so much, and they're like, "Yeah, I hope that zombies yes. actually do right. come yeah, right. and shoot yeah, a yeah, few
1: yeah. of them." <laughs> okay, that's
0: not uncommon. Yeah. though. That's yeah, not. You know what right. I
1: mean? Right. Like that. Well, people like the idea yeah. of the reset, right? Because reset <laughs> right. Yes. basically makes a an open table for everybody to be like, "Hey, now I can have what I had never had before," sure. um, and that, that really speaks to the heart of of you know the humanness of us, the the greed, the the uh the the lusting after other people's things (laughs) why why do we have quarrels right because you want what somebody else has and you fight to get it right yeah you know my wife and i it's so funny because we joke around all the time like if if the end happened in the united states like we got taken over by another country the first thing we do is go to an rv place and get the best rv and take (laughs) off to the mountains somewhere (laughs) and we'd 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 start our own little commune somewhere yeah you
2: know also (laughs) obviously this it's a, joke. Conversa- it's a joke. I know the, yeah. this okay. conversation, but you know, there's a lot of people in that mentality. Like we're saying, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, Oh, I'll just be able to hunker down and, you know, ride this thing out. Listen, um, I was reading this morning, preparing for the Wednesday night, you know, yeah. teaching that, um, you know, it's going to get really tough. You yeah. know, uh, we know that, uh, during the tribulation, if you were going to be alive during the tribulation that, um, you know, all the water's going to turn to blood. Mm. You can't yeah. drink blood. Okay. No. you know and the, the well, earth is going to be scorched you yeah. know Jeez. it's just not going to be good that's just on the physical realm yeah mm. and to know that there's going to be a vial of demonic forces poured out on this earth mm. that it's going to be so wicked yeah. so bad to think that you're going to be able to hunker down right, with right. the technology we have today sure. right like we said a couple of weeks ago we have satellites that can take a picture of your driver's license right yeah Pro- Sure. Probably inside your wallet.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. See yeah, what
2: it says, right? Yeah. And to think that you're going to be able to hide out in right. your RV in the UP
1: and yep. <laughs> you know ride out any problems. Hey, man, Jeez. get out to the mountains of Canada. Hey, well, that's uh, that's close to the end of our podcast together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we listen, can talk folks, about Jesus this for a long time. is coming yeah. back. Right. Jesus
2: is coming back. Yes, we are victorious yes. in Him. Yeah, man. Does that mean we're going to be exempt from any trials? No. Okay, but he's going to sustain you. He's coming back. You're going to be victorious, Amen. and Amen. you should be dancing yep. on the good news that he is coming back soon. Yeah. And celebrate uh, that. What's celebrate the What's that. the sermon uh, title for Sunday? Do you know yet? On uh, Sunday, we're going to be uh, covering some material from Matthew 24. My yeah. mind has just went blank. No, it's fine. Hey, <laughs> okay, it's about the end times. We know that much. We do. It's from Matthew 24. Pastor Ted is looking quickly now. Yeah, Matthew 20? T- uh, uh, uh,
0: tw- is it no? 12 and 13 was this week
1: the it's about get yourself ready get yourself ready sunday
2: <laughs>
0: celebrate <laughs> jesus
1: it's a secret you don't want to put it out there yet yeah, i mean we, i don't want to give it all away. you don't want to give it all away i'm just um, yeah I'm, I'm sorry to ask that question because i i'm, I'm I, so
2: sorry that i was um my my mind was uh fighting off wolves in the up and um
1: you know yeah hey i get it i get it
2: <laughs> and i don't now i can't even log in so to you, see what you this know is. it's sorry. matthew 24 so I just do. Yeah. get
1: matthew 24 ready yeah and be prepared for another amazing it's insight not into revelation. I can't, it's
0: I can't awesome. get it, man. It's gonna be awesome. And so <laughs> see
1: I told you, see what I told you earlier, My mind, you know, I forget things, and I, you mm-hmm. know, it's when you start getting older, I don't know. Well, that's it for us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.
0: We want you to know, find, discover,
2: change with us. more podcast tending transmission now,